Welcome to the French Open edition of the Tennis.com podcast. Get all your official French Open gear, including licensed Roland Garros products from Adidas and Babolat, at TennisWarehouse.com. And here's your podcast host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tennis.com podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan here, catching up with Steve Tigner over in Paris, covering Roland Garros for us. Um, it's been tricky to connect with the, the length of some of the days out at the French Open, but we uh, wanted to get you here after day six. Um, day six to me, Steve, third round. When I think back of majors I go to, like the U.S. Open, it's, it's kind of around this time when you see less courts being used. You have that kind of separation within the brackets. You can just kind of tell that the atmosphere, um, my perspective, it changes a little bit. So how was it out there today um, on day six at the, of this year's French Open? Yeah, it was very, this was like a shift. Um, the weather shifted as well. It's been sunny and hot the whole time. Today it was much cooler, um, cloudier. There were fewer matches. You know, there's every couple of days there's half as many singles matches being played, half as many courts having using singles. Um, and this was the first day where you really felt like it wasn't completely jammed and it wasn't completely chaotic with with matches all over the ground. So it was basically down to the show courts and a couple other courts. So um, sort of got the feeling of the, of the tournament changing a little and, and getting towards the second week today. Thinking about a player who is a, always a second week player, um, Roger Federer, I just wanted to ask about him. He beat Nicholas Mahu today in a match that was a couple points from going to five sets. Um, that's actually his second straight four-set match. He had one with Adrian Unger the, in the second round. Um, you know, Federer, even though he, he hasn't made, um, he, I guess his production majors arguably could be seen as tailing off a little bit, usually doesn't have too much difficulty in the really early rounds. Um, he gets Goffin next, shouldn't probably lose to him, but kind of what do you make of Federer's start and what you saw today? Yeah, I feel like there's certain matches and certain times when, when people will, Federer loses a set, people will say, well, he, you know, he, maybe he's struggling. But there are a lot of times there's matches where somebody is just really determined to win, to win a set from him, and is able to give everything, I know, for a brief period and and kind of and beat him for a brief period, and then it then it tails off, you know, whatever their energy or they just come down to earth. Um, I felt like that was the case with Moku. He you know, he he had his he had his moment, and he had another one in the late fourth set. But he just wasn't going to keep that going. He's a guy who who can win points from Federer. You know, he he's not just a guy who rallies. So he if he's playing well, he can take a set from Federer. And if he's you know determined to do that, it can happen. And I think that's what happened. I don't know whether you would say Federer played. You know, I don't know what this. I don't necessarily think this means a whole lot for his form going forward. Maybe the match against Unger maybe a little more because Federer was up in the third set tiebreak and ended up losing that. So that maybe showed a little bit of uh, maybe a little bit of iffy form. But I felt like today was pretty a pretty solid performance against a guy who was, you know, this was this maybe his whose last big chance in a match like this in front of the home crowd. Let me get a word in on the women here. You wrote about Sloan Stevens earlier today and tomorrow um, the two other remaining Americans who are uh, Vavara Lovchenko, Christina McHale, 
we're going to get an idea if those two are ready to hang on clay because they actually get the past two um, French Open champions. Schiavone, uh, who won in 2010, gets is with Lepchenko. Christine Mikhail gets Lina. And the questions I have are, do you think either of these two will win tomorrow? Or if not, you know, who do you give a better shot to uh, of these two matches? Well, Lina has looked good. Uh, the champion here last year, you know, she's been pretty smooth. And her usual, usual problem is, you know, a mental letdown, an erratic set. That, you know, that hasn't really. She hasn't shown much of that so far. She seems like she's comfortable back here. So, I would say Lepchenko has the better chance against Schiavone, uh, who's, you know, has also looked good. She's back, you know, back in her element as well. But I think Lepchenko is a little, it's a little bigger hitter than than Mikhail. I feel like Mikhail will should struggle and, and have trouble keeping up with Lina's Lina playing well. So I would, give, I would give a better chance to Levchenko. And actually, let me get one more thing into a match I know you took in a little bit, but we um, didn't get to a, a lot of discussion about it, is uh, Thomas Burdich. He uh, survives a five-setter with Kevin Anderson. Um, Burdich is going to play Del Potro in probably the best fourth round match um, amongst all amongst both draws here. Um, from Burdich, kind of what did you see from him today? He's a guy who I believe last year lost first or second round at Roland Garros, and um, but with that said, in many people's eyes, I think might even be the fourth best, um, fourth most likely player to actually take this title. So kind of just close about Burdich and uh, you know his performance. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably true. He might be he might be fourth with Murray being somewhat injured. Um, this was a, a British play that he won a five setter today. Came back from two sets to one down against Kevin Anderson. Kevin Anderson's not really obviously not the highest level opponent, but it was a good win for Burdich. And then he he stayed calm when he needed to. He's you know we know that he's had his his um, he can struggle. And, when it gets close, but he seemed very calm and sort of sure of himself, at least in this match. And, you know, he's coming off some pretty good results, near win, a near win over there, and he pushed the ball on Clay and Rome. I would think that this is about as confident as he's been in his career. He has made the semifinals of this tournament. He just beat Del Potro a few weeks ago in Madrid in two tiebreakers. Um, Del Potro has also looked really solid, so that's a, you know, that's a big match. I feel like Burdich would feel like will feel like that's you know this is potentially a next step or potential breakthrough type of tournament for him if he's ever going to have one. Steve, I appreciate you braving the hotel lobby and uh, and staying up late, of course. And we'll have more of Steve's reports, of course, from Paris throughout the tournament. More podcasts as well. Thanks for listening. For Steve Tigner, I'm Ben McGrogan. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.